figured if I ask for permission, I'm going to get it. I'm, I want it to be the way I want to view it. And then Kirby can tell me I'm wrong, which will make it better. It's time for episode number 54 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the, let's call him the captain of the Counselor Awards, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the heck are you today? Oh man, yabba dabba do. I am doing well. I, I, I've come to look forward so much, you know, always the nicknames has been the, like the big thing that I enjoy, but now it's like, how am I going to be greeted at the, at the end of the open? So that's, I'm doing well. I'm just back from vacation. As we talked about on the podcast last week, I was out. Um, I, it was one of those, you will appreciate this bill. It was one of those great vacations where I really enjoyed being on vacation, but I was really ready to be home when I was done. And I actually really like that because that means it's like, it's about the right time. You know what I mean? So yeah. how yep. are you? That's awesome. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, we're kind of in the wind down of summer over here as my kids go to college here in about three weeks, wow. uh, by the time this drops. So, so getting ready for that and, and getting ready to, to empty up this nest. Um, <laughs> and so I have a lot more time to, you know, do things that I probably put off. One of those is, is honestly, it's checking emails, right. but you know what, Kirby, if I got emails from promo pulses amp email service, I probably make that a priority to check. In fact, <laughs> I would make it a priority to check. Would you like to know why, Kirby? Why, Bill? Thank you for asking. They're retail looking. They're so informative and they're so inviting to look at. And they're end user friendly emails that any distributor can just use three steps to send to their clients. Step one, Kirby, just choose your suppliers. That's it. Choose your suppliers. Number two, step two, upload your, your list and your logo. Where are you sending them to? Get your logo up there. And step three, you choose your sending frequency and then you set it and forget it. And then people like me who are seeking emails to open are just going to use their right pointer finger to their index finger to click their mouse button to open up those emails. And you've had experience with it. Your clients are using their index finger all the time to open up your emails. Yeah, it was funny. Um, it's it, As you record this, you know, I don't always know who the sponsor is going to be as we start to record it. But um, it's funny. Our emails went out today. So um, mm -hmm. I was on the road today and I found myself uh, with um, information requests from clients. And so I was forwarding them to, to people who could handle them. So not only did it go out today, but immediately I saw results in leads. And that's the point of the exercise, right? Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so great. And that's exactly what you want it to do. So if you're interested in being more like Kirby Hossaman, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you want to be? Go ahead and head over to promopulse.io slash AMP, A-M-P. Go ahead and get in the test of the or AMP email service. You're not going to be sorry you did. And it's really going to help you grow your business dramatically. And, and maybe just as important, touch your customers on a consistent basis. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's really priceless. So yep. absolutely, Kirby, thank you. Thank you for not knowing who the sponsor was, but playing <laughs> along exactly like you're supposed to. Thanks. All right. <laughs> so this is the promo upfront podcast. I have the upfront section this week, which means I'm going to bring up something related to promo. I wonder and what it will as, be. <laughs> as you might guess, Kirby, 
The ASI, the Advertising Specialty Institute Counselor Awards, were announced late last week after we had recorded. Okay. And I thought it'd be interesting if we went over a couple of them okay. and, and just kind of talked about it. So okay. the first one was uh, the one that got my attention. So I'm going to share some that got my attention. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the winners are deserving, but I'm yes. not going to name them all here. We don't have the time. Right. But the person of the year and Jonathan Isaacson, I thought... Yeah. In, in a year where everything was so wacky, yeah. there's no better person of the year than um, Jonathan Eisen. He has such a, a gift of strategic foresight. You and I have sat in sessions um, where he's given, given those sessions, given the yeah. education, and we've been able to really understand how he uses the past to plan for the future. Yeah. And I think that is that was a great person of the year. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I actually got a chance. It was the first time I'd, I'd had a chance to really interview him. I had him on DMJ this year. And mm-hmm. I, he talked about how understanding that um, the, the trends of the past help you to understand that some things come back, something, you know, that certain things won't last forever. And I think having that historical perspective in a year like last year, like, yeah, pandemics have happened before and this has happened before and the, you know yeah. this is what happened come come out of them and understanding sort of while the sky certainly felt like it was falling that there was going to be a path out of it but then in in talking to him this whole supply chain issue he was he was talking about that months and months yeah. and months ago and yeah. i think having something like that in a leadership position and you know that is willing to provide guidance to the rest of the industry is powerful. Uh, the industry is lucky to have a guy like Jonathan Isaacson and the people at Gemline are really lucky to have a guy like Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Isaacson. So really, really great choice. All right. Uh, the supplier entrepreneur of the year, Chuck Hammond at Raining Rose. I think what Raining Rose has done is, is nothing yeah. short of incredible. They're a B company. So they are really mindful of the type of company that they are. Uh, they're B or, a certified B organization. And, and I know you're a huge fan of Raining Rose. So yeah, I, I, I don't know Chuck as well as I'd like to, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know Chuck super well, but one of the things that you can always tell about a leader is, is it, it's kind of colored in the team that they have. And Raining Rose is one of those teams that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I like all those people. They just seem like yeah. good humans. <laughs> they're good humans. And every person has a certain identifiable skill mm. that others on the team don't have, which makes them an amazing, yeah. amazing team. Um, technology executive of the year, Mike Pfeiffer over at American yeah. Solutions for Business, because he they thwarted ransomware this year, which I didn't realize until I read the article that uh, they had thwarted some ransomware, which this is, we're, we're about to enter, you want to yeah. talk about strategic foresight. We're about to enter the era of ransomware where people are going to be held hostage for their data, yeah. uh, people and organizations, I should say. And so the fact that Mike Pfeiffer uh, and the team over at ASB thwarted a ransomware attack, I think it's fabulous. Yeah. And again, same concept that it, not only is he in a leadership position for his organization, but is showing that leadership doing the kind of interview circuit to tell, Hey, these are the things we need to be thinking about. And then a little trivia for him. I think he's he's mayor of a of a small town up there in Minnesota too. So well, you're the mayor of Catoctin, don't you guys go to like mayor conventions and stuff? I am not the mayor. You're the honorary <laughs> ma- mayor of Catoctin, so you go to the honorary mayor conventions. Okay. okay. Uh, the supplier family business of the year. I, I this hit me because um, I've had the opportunity to work with these folks over at Warwick Publishing yeah, um, when I was over at Promo Corner for the three years I was there. Big, uh, really important, big client of Promo Corners. And just really super good family, 
family business. So that, I love that. I don't yep. know if you know the folks over at Oral. Yeah, very well. super great. Salt of the earth. And then the be- the one that really kind of caught my attention was the best Cohen uh, humanitarian award, which was given to the industry. <laughs> it was given to the entire industry for how we responded to the pandemic with PPE. And I thought for the first time, so usually when like time yes. magazine gives out their person a year and it's like the technology industry or something like that, I always think, man, what a layup, what a give up. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen one of those. And I thought this is dead on. This is perfect. This is why our industry matters. Yeah. It, we, we've talked about this uh, quite a bit on this podcast. It's, I, I was proud. I was proud to be a part of this industry, yeah. not just from the way that we pivoted through the PPE piece, which I, I really was. I felt like we used the supply chain that we had to supply our uh, clients with absolute essential things. But then the idea of how we came together to show, you know, companies how to show appreciation and, you know, maintain culture and all that sort of thing. I think it elevated the industry. I like that. It's funny. One of my clients did a similar thing and I I feel exactly the same way you do, by the way, like generally speaking, when you're like the winner is everyone gets a trophy, like that is not, I'm not on board, but I've seen a couple of those this year that I went, yeah, right. I like that. Frontline workers from a local healthcare organization was like, who is the winner? The frontline workers at at a hospital. Yeah. Okay. Hard to argue, but the, uh, I like the idea of the, the industry. Yeah. And, and my understanding is that everybody who has an ASI number up to July 15th will be able to hold and keep the best cone humanitarian award for 14 seconds. And so it's going to be a very rigid schedule that ASI is going to put out. Tim Andrews is going to be on like, playing the whole time. Tim Andrews is going to be everywhere giving this thing out. I think it's going to be like the Stanley cup. I'm, I'm joking, of course. Um, but really that's a thing real quick though. Um, Top 40 suppliers, top 40 distributors. The top 40 suppliers, nothing surprised me there. Status quo, some up, some down, all good. A couple of interesting ones on the distributors, though, that I think absolutely bear discussion. Okay. The the first uh, one is uh, two companies that really jumped mainly due to their participation in PPE. Uh, Overture jumped from uh, 26 to 18. Okay, that's a big jump. And then Bamco jumped from 19 to 11, and both of them credit their their very quick pivot to PPE. And I thought that was very interesting. So what will be equally as interesting in a year to see where both those companies are, both really good companies, both super creative. I know people both. I know you do as well. But it'll be super interesting to see how that holds over the – is it a blip up or can you maintain that type of trek? One of the things that, that I said during this thing, and, and you've known through this whole thing, my whole philosophy was we, we do branded merchandise. So I didn't, as a team, we didn't run out and go, okay, we've got KN95s, right? We wanted to do right. branded things. Now, in the course of that, of course, clients came to us and said, hey, can you get us these masks? And we said, sure. Um, it wasn't our main crux. It wasn't how we went to market, but it came. And one of my things to the team was, Look, if we were doing, if we were marketing in a normal era, we would do things that would be lead magnets that we would try to gain people as customers, get them in the door psychologically. Once they're customers, from their perspective, they're customers. Well, how would this be different? If we take care of them, do what's right by them, now they're customers, they're in our system, they're in our marketing right. funnel. For let's just use Bamco. I mean, now they've they've just increased their customer base. As long as they can continue to service them, I don't see how that's a bad thing. 
you, you certainly have a leg up. Right. So it'll be very interesting. So the other thing that really jumped out at me on the distributor side is the fall of four imprint. Mm. This just stunned me. They fell from number one to number three. Halo moved from number two to number one. Um, so I, it wasn't so surprising with Halo with their very uh, aggressive and assertive yeah. acquisition strategy. And they've done a really good job with that. I think what shocked me is, I, and I knew four imprints profits were down. Mm-hmm. Uh, their revenue is down and their profits, but I did not expect them to plummet the way they did. I was, I'm surprised they didn't plummet more. Okay. Um, because again, by its very nature, I, and again, four over, or uh, excuse me, four imprint does a better job doing like sort of the traditional marketing. They do TV, they do a little bit of stuff like that, right? Correct. And certainly some direct mail. But I felt like the companies that did the best that weathered the storm the most were the ones that were the most proactive. And often that meant you had creative Mm -hmm. marketing and salespeople who were literally getting out and being in front. I think of when I think of like when my customers go to for imprint, like they have to go seek them out. Right. Right. It's, it's that the customer saying, Oh, I need t-shirts for an event. I'm going to go find them. And they do SEO better than just about anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. But a lot of clients weren't doing that. Our clients were going, oh, I'm not buying anything. I'm not doing anything. And it took, I think, proactive and creative salespeople, marketers to go create that business last year. And that's not for imprints model. And so that, no, that it's doesn't not. surprise me. I think you make a good point, but I'm going to push back just a hair. Yeah, sure. uh, I think you make a very good point. Obviously, a lot of people's uh, promotional yeah. products business you know, collapsed for a time or maybe even longer than that. What surprised me about the amount of fall that they did, one of the things that Four Imprint's really good at are those small, yeah. what I always called convenience orders. Right. I've got a barbecue and I want 20 cups and things like that. Yep. As we all stayed at home, we sheltered in place. It was actually an opportunity to, for, I think, had they been proactive to your point, to actually capture more of those type of sales, those individual sales for people in their homes or little clubs or whatever they are, maybe their neighborhood gatherings that at some point, because you had a good experience translates into, Hey, I work here. I use them for my, my barbecue on my street, but that you're right. I think, I think we're both kind of right here. Not to, not to uh, straddle the fence, but I do see your point, but in any event, they really took a big beating. And so yeah. that'll be very interesting to see if they end up rebounding or not. Or, and and I, my know. prediction is that they will. Because again, I, I, think, I, think, I think that those, those events you were talking about, that barbecue, those, those yeah. things, that's what went away. Like that people weren't spending for an extended for a time. time. Yeah. And for a time. that will come back. And that's the I part. Agree. You, does that make sense? Yes, because well, four imprint is is a and, and no disrespect to four imprint, but that's yeah. kind of a set it and forget it. It's all online. There's yeah. very little interaction between, uh, or, or you know, creative interaction between right. customer service and, and the end user. So good, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Kirby. Yeah, topic for us. Yeah, I've got a couple. Okay, so I, I, it's funny as we were talking about this, like for two seconds right before we started recording, I was like, I don't know that I have a lot. Now I have a bunch, and so um, all right, I'm, these might be quick. Okay. Um, so the first one, I just want to give you kudos. So the um, you, uh, we talk about the sort of division of labor on this podcast, yep. right? Um, mm-hmm. We both come up with different topics. We don't know. I tend to do the editing side of it. And then you do yep. sort of the, the writing and the graphic and the promotion side yep. of it. Um, and I thought the thumbnail. I think mm-hmm. you did last week with the Johnny Menzel talking about the merch. Oh, the thumbnail. Oh, the cover. The cover, the, yeah, yeah, the cover okay. for yeah. the thing. I thought it was really yep. good. And I think that... It, 
sort of the, the point of this for the audience is that even though we've been doing this a long time, the need mm-hmm. to constantly iterate and try mm-hmm. new things yeah. and, and, and try and promote it differently and try and be innovative for lack of a better term, you, you can never rest on it. And so I just wanted to give yeah. you kudos. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, w- I was looking at uh, when I was uploading or you uploaded the, yeah. uh, the video to YouTube and I was, and I always, you know, if you've ever uploaded anything to YouTube, anybody out there, you, you get like three suggested thumbnails and sometimes all three of them are really weird and awkward. And that was the case last week. And I thought, I'm really tired of trying to pick the least offensive of the three <laughs> to make kind of just, that's the, that's the cover on, uh, on our Facebook video. And I thought, I think I need to take control of this and I'm tired of, I, I'm tired of looking at our faces, number one, but number two, if not that anybody does this on, on often, but if someone went to the YouTube channel on the brand of eight YouTube channel and wanted to watch promo front uh, podcast, it's very uh, difficult, if not impossible to discern one yeah. episode from another, other than if you read the description, that it's episode, this episode, that, and I thought this is a good way to do that and shake it up a little bit. And so I tried it out. Didn't tell you I was doing it. I just did it. Yep. Um, Cause you don't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And yeah, I figured if I ask for permission, I'm going to get it. I, I want it to be the way I want to view it. And then Kirby can tell me I'm wrong, which will make it better. Yeah. And we did, we, we did talk a little bit about some things and, and, and just making sure the sizing's right and all that. But yeah, I just thought it was time to shake it up. Yeah. I get tired. If I, I figure if I'm tired of looking at it, other people have got to be tired of looking at it. Yeah. And I think when you've done it for 50 some episodes, you've, you've, you've tried it that way. You've been consistent, whatever. And really my thing about it is, is just regardless of what you're doing, whether it's content, whether it's sales, yeah. whether it be willing to try things that might not work in order to yeah. find something. Cause we were talking about it. I'm doing the same thing with DMJ, just trying different ways to engage and create something that's interesting. And I think there's a lesson there. So that's all. Yeah. No, well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Good topic. You want to go another one? You want me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw in another one. Okay. Okay. This is, this one might be a little bit, dig a little deeper. Um, Okay. So I'm going to phrase the question and I'll kind of tell the story. Does, does a supplier have a responsibility to help elevate the branded merchandise? Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I, and uh, nobody's done anything wrong. You know me, I'm not going to mention the supplier yep. or throw anybody under the bus. So okay. we placed an order uh, super recently, um, got the order in, the, cu- the customer came in and said, mm-hmm. they walked in our door and said, hey, I'm not like mad, but mm-hmm. it's not great. And so this is one of those things where the order goes through, we got the proof, we sent the proof, the proof was approved. We get the item and the imprint the items this big, the imprint <laughs> is this big. Right? right. Then the supplier says, you approve the proof and they're a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. But this feels like one of those moments. And because it, and by the way, the imprint area, like if, if they just made mm-hmm. it bigger, the imprint area was bigger. Okay. So, so there, wasn't the, what word, you're saying is, what you're saying is there were more available, there's more available space for the yeah. imprint. This is people who are listening on, on radio. Yeah. So there's there was more imprint area available, and but they only utilized a a small fraction of it right. for the actual message. Correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So and and so technically they're standing on their and, and we've mm-hmm. had a great dialogue with them. It's going to be fine, but it seemed like one of those moments where I'm like, 
I get it. You did what you had to do, but do you have a responsibility to help me make this better for me, for you, for the customer? So that we like, so is there a responsibility there? Um, the answer to me is absolutely yes. However, we have trained people in our society to not think we have trained them to do. I, I, I have given this example before and this is exactly what happened to you. Everything was done the way it was supposed to be done. Yes. Right. And and again, I I, I got nothing to stand on. I really don't. That's why there's, that's why there's the letter of the law and And the the spirit spirit of the the law. law. So the letter of the law was followed. The spirit of the law was not because someone should say, Hey, this doesn't look right. I think we need to do, someone should have raised their hand and either come to you, maybe their supervisor and said, I don't like the way this looks. Right. The example I have in my life, this happened a couple, three years ago. And I hate that saying a couple, three, is it a couple or is it three? Which is it? (laughs) Um, It happened a few years ago and we were getting, just going to Hardee's, which in some areas of the world is known as Carl's Jr. And my wife was going there to get food for me, my two kids and two of the kids' friends. And she said, what do you want? I said, I want what I always get which is a cheeseburger with lettuce, mayonnaise, and onions only. Okay. It's just how I like a fast food cheeseburger. She goes there, puts in my order, the kids order, I come home. I open up my burger and it felt very light. The box was very light. I opened it up and it was a bun with cheese, lettuce, mayonnaise, and onions. No burger because in the, in the, uh, whoever took the order's mind, I wanted a cheeseburger, but the only thing I wanted on it was a bun, <laughs> lettuce, mayonnaise, and onions only. So a cheeseburger with lettuce, mayonnaise, and onion, no meat. She didn't clarify with my wife saying, does he want meat on that or not? Because I've been asked that question before, which I always am like flummoxed by, but that's beside the point. It's it called they a ask. cheeseburger. Right. I didn't say I want a cheese bun with lettuce, mayonnaise, and onions only. But so that's the, t- we, we have, we have not allowed people to creatively think to solve clients problems we've created too much fear too much uh resistance and so i don't know who that supplier is but to me you have a very teachable moment now internally in customer service when you see something like this happens say something either to the client is this how you intend this to be or offer alternatives that's what makes a good partner because I don't know the supplier you use, but I and guarantee a good you could have. And they're a good I'm one. I'm sure they yeah. are. I'm <laughs> sure they are. But I'm sure you can get that same product exactly somewhere else if you wanted to. Right? Right. So these are the things that over time, like maybe I ought to give someone else a try <laughs> because I'm busy here and it would be nice if I felt like I had a partnership and not just an order taker on the other end. Right. It is a mutual thing. Yes, they follow the letter of the, of the order. They didn't follow the spirit of the order. Kirby, my judgment has been rendered. What yeah. say you? No, I, and I agree. I, I, I'm i not like upset. And, we're, and, you know, at the end of the day, part of it's on me because, you know, we could have done a better job of ex, of, of examining the proof. And you know, again, yes. it's a partnership. Like I, I was about to say, it's 100%. It's, it's a word that's thrown out way too frequently with yeah. little meaning behind it, but it is a partnership. So yes, you bear responsibility into that, which is why you can't, raise all manner of cane to the supplier and say, but Hey, yeah, no, no, you gotta I, fix this. And I know you haven't. I yeah. Know you and haven't, I, yeah, so. absolutely have not, but we we're reordering it and we're going to reorder yeah. the product at no cost to the client because right. Dude, it's just not good enough.
enough. We need to do better. Right. And so that's, and again, we've made mistakes like that too. So I'm, that's why I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I think sure each of us has an opportunity to elevate that experience, you know, as along the way. And so mm-hmm. I hope we all take it. Awesome. All right. All we right, got time for one more. Let's do one more. All right, Kirby, where do people go wrong with branding? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. List. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I was thinking about this the other day because I've seen some rebrands recently, both in and out of the industry. And I thought, man, where do people go wrong? So I made a couple, just a quick, quick list. Okay. You could, And I think they're going to be very similar to what you would say. So let's okay. just bounce these off. If you have one I've missed, let's toss it in there. Okay. The biggest one is they're too complex. Mm. Way too many gradients. Yep. And I, way, I you know, way, weird fonts and all this stuff. And, and I thought, how do you fix that? Well, I think when people do a rebranding, Kirby, you got to start with a black dress mentality, right? Yeah. The classics it's, never go out of style. Start 100%. there and move on. You don't want to try to create some revolutionary brand. Start with something that's simple and timeless and then tweak from there. Yeah. Our right? rule when we have, gra- you know, mm-hmm. we have graphic designers and, and, and right. some in here. And my rule is always when we're doing a right. rebrand for somebody that you start mm-hmm. with a black and white logo. You and start I think that's with great. It one color. Well, and too many people start with like an icon. Well, I want, you know, you have the, the, uh, the circle with the H in it. I've got the little brand of eight icon mm-hmm. uh, with the, the inverted V uh, colored in, in the, uh, the, the uh, light blue. And uh, it's fine when you have that, but start with something simpler than that. I think it's much simpler to start with the name of the company in a very classic font right, and right. go from there. Because a lot of times when you do that, that's how those icons develop out of oh, yeah. that, that simplicity. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Circle H, we talk about it all the time. I, that yeah. wasn't my intent at the time. I was just trying to come up with something and over well, time it develops. <laughs> well, and I think the big problem is there's so many online tools now that are, hey, free logo creator. And I've used them just to see what yeah. comes up with. And I, I've, I'll be honest with you, I've used them mainly for inspiration. I've never actually used one, but if I'm trying to think of something yeah. and I always leave completely uninspired, I don't know why <laughs> I've ever used them. I use them for the inspiration because they always start trying to get very creative with you know, if it's a travel agency, it's a paper airplane and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> it tries so hard to be cute. You know, it's like, or I've seen anytime you put, if you go into any of those logo generators, mm-hmm. if you, ha- if you say you're a marketing communications company, it's always a megaphone. It's always <laughs> a megaphone. And so instead of doing that, and so I've really stopped doing that, just, you know, close your eyes and kind of Put, put the name of the company in a very classic font, play with sizes of fonts. So maybe if it, you know, for example, if it Hossman marketing, maybe Hossman's bigger than the word marketing, or maybe the word marketing is bigger than Hossman or different colors or something like that. Start with something simple. And the last one, pick a basic color palette, people. Stop going <laughs> with the weird fuchsias and magentas and all the weird periwinkles you want. Start with something simple and classic and move from there. You can go online. There's some really great charts that shows you what the primary colors generally, uh, what emotions they elicit in others, whether it's trust or creativity or uh, anything like that. Start with those and then move on from there. And I think you end up with a much better product. Yeah. And again, I... uh 
before I really got into the heated branding side of this, hopefully I've evolved a little bit, but even when I was uh, just purebred salesperson, I always said that I felt like when, when people were doing new logos, they needed a, a promotional products salesperson in the room before it was fully approved because there's again, with all those crazy colors, they're beautiful. That's great. But you're like, can you, consistently reproduce your logo yeah. can that be embroidered yeah yeah like. can I, yeah and, and and what's so interesting is you know, i see so many people it's the paralysis by analysis thing they spend so much time trying to pick the exact right hue of yeah. a color man pick one go with it and then the other mistake i see people look at your brand every 18 to 24 months we've yeah. talked about that before about is yeah. it speaking to your target audience the way you think it is yeah because yeah, what I mean, it means to you is irrelevant. What what brand of eight brand means to me and Kelsey Cunningham is completely irrelevant. It's what it means to the our target audience, the people who are actually going to give us money for the services we provide. Hosman Marketing right. is no different and is no different than HPG, is no different than a million other brands out there. Right. I like it. That's cool. That's awesome. Good, good topic. All right, Kirby. Are we gaming it up? Is it time for the party in the back? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm gonna do my best here. So uh oh. This is, uh, so in the context of, it's, it, I, I'm so funny. I was going to ask you, have you, are you having any FOMO from the ASI show? No. Yeah, really? So I am. I'm, I'm absolutely well, okay. missing. A little, yeah. I, okay, a little bit, but I mean, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I almost brought this up as a topic. So, okay. but let's go with the game. I'll, I'll just keep my mouth shut. We'll come back I, to I, I mean, no, I think it's great. I love that everybody's going, but I'm, I've actually been off social today purposely because <laughs> I'm just, I get it. You guys are there. I think it's wonderful that people went there. I think it's fantastic ASI put a show. It's just, I don't need my nose, you know, shoved in it every time I turn around. So I I, I have FOMO. I'd like to see some of my friends, but I've got so much to do here. And with the kids going to college in three weeks, I'm glad I'm not there. It just didn't work out this week, unfortunately. But that's fair. I'll be there soon. I'm going to rub your nose in it a little bit because... Excellent. Because um, essentially it was just the uh, idea of an in-person, a big in-person trade show. And so the game today is, would you rather? Okay. So if you are... Um, going to a trade show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you either or a would you rather. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I'm ready to go, Kerb. Are there any wrong answers that I should watch no, out not for? Not really on this one. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually right. kind of curious to, to know on some of these. Okay. okay. So if you are going to your next big trade show, would you rather go into yes. like a beach or a beautiful location or like a mm-hmm. city metro area? Uh, I'm going to go city metro area. I just love the energy of a city in, in a trade show environment. Mm-hmm. If it's a trade show on the beach, I'm going to want to be on the beach and I'm going to want to not be where I'm supposed to be. Whereas if I'm in a city, I can walk from my hotel generally to the trade show location and yep. have the best of both worlds as Van Halen might sing. Yeah. I actually agree with you on this. I, you know, I love the beach, but I'm like, if I'm going to the beach, I just want to go to the beach. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Okay. So this is one that was really specific to you. So you're an American airlines guy, right? I have been traditional, yes. Sir. Okay, so and do they have an app? Uh, they do. Okay, so if you are traveling to your show, would you rather yeah. have the American Airlines app or uh-huh. Uber? Either oh. or, would you rather? Oh, I think Uber, just because I can get a paper uh, boarding pass if I had to at the airport. Now it would mean I couldn't sneak on board before my boarding group is easy. <laughs> Because it's really easy when you have the app. You just kind of scan it as you walk by. <laughs> you can be a group. You know, I'm usually, I think these days I'm in group four. Okay. But uh, 
Sometimes I go with group two. Nobody <laughs> asks a lot of questions because I need a place for my bag up in that storage bin. And I live in constant fear of not finding storage in for in the plane. Uh, Got to have the Uber app. Got to have the Uber app. So. Okay. I was, I was really actually curious about that one. So, okay. You're, you're traveling, you're in the airport, whatever you got to eat. Is it, would you rather Chipotle or Subway? Oh, my, my, my heart says Chipotle, but my hopefully shrinking gut says Subway. So let's go with Subway. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, if you're going to this next one, would you rather everyone uses hand sanitizer or everyone wears a mask? hand sanitizer love it. It, it you have your uber app you just said that right so would you rather rent a car or take uber i'm gonna say take uber yeah uber yeah uber i, I, I don't i mean i love i love the idea of the freedom of, of a rental car i don't like the practicalities of it yep. especially like in vegas or in a large city it's pain to find parking and things like that since i said i wanted to be in a city yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you on this. Okay, so you're eating out at, at, at your trade show. Are you going healthy? Or are you going like not healthy? Let's call it. These days I'm going healthy. These days I am going healthy. Okay. If you are going, do you go, a, if you, would you rather to go a day early or would you rather stay a day late? Go a day early. Yep. Love it. Um I actually know the answer to this, but just for the sake of the audience, would you rather you get your hotel room? Are you music or TV? All music, all the time. Never turn on the TV unless there's a game on. Don't even know it's there. Yep. I, I, I knew the answer, but you I knew that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final question. You're doing great. Okay. All right. Just knowing you. Yes. Would I'm you bracing rather, for impact? <laughs> mm -hmm. Would you rather be forced to live with one pair of shoes or one pair of underwear? I'm going to go with one pair of shoes reluctantly, very reluctantly. But you know what's something I'm not reluctant to do? That's employ our good pals over at Promo Pulse and their AMP email service. I didn't even need you to answer the question there because I knew you were going to ask. You were getting ready to ask, but I answered for you. Our pals over at Promo Pulse, Jason Noakes and his crack team of his staff of his choosing mm -hmm. have created the AMP email service ready in uh, to deploy for you. Get those beautiful retail inspired looking emails out get some clicks on there get some leads for your company and that's exactly what you're doing kirby it's a simple three-step process uh you choose your suppliers you upload your list and your logo you set your sending frequency and then you walk away in fact you can even spike your computer like you've just won the super bowl because it's cloud-based those emails are still going to go that's how awesome this service is so if you want to learn more sign up for it or just Kind of go look at a cool website. Head over to promopulse.io slash amp, A-M-P. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I don't know if we're going to make it to an episode of 55 after that last uh, uh, little thing at the end where you had to make me choose between uh, shoes and britches, but we'll see if we're back next week. But I want to thank you for podcasting me with such great courage this week. Thanks, bud.